Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Catholic that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Okay, okay, alright, we're here. It's finally here. Welcome to this new iteration of in the Keep Podcast, the fully independent In the Keep Podcast. Oh man, we're on the new host. This is all exciting. Goodbye to State of Quake um, in a host sense, but not in a love sense. We thank them for fucking everything. Slip and unkind, we're never going to forget where we came from. And so I just want to give one final big fat thank you before we uh, move into the... This is it. This is the new thing. So... Here we are, standing on the horizon and looking forward to the next horizon that we will continue walking towards. I This, uh, this episode is extremely special to me. I get to talk to uh, a guy who is one of my freaking heroes, uh, someone that I've followed for quite a while, and a pillar of the Quake World community, uh, Dennis Loctar Larson, and he was incredible. I can't wait to hear your feedback on what all we talk about and it's a lot, so be ready for it. We talk about um, what it's like to have had a decades-long career in Quake World and his just way of life, like just being balanced and, and everything else that he does that's not just this and and his departure from competitive play. And then I bug him about, like, what would it get to get, make you come back? And uh, we answer that question somewhat. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. It's, it's epic. Uh, there, there's... One thing I want to say is that uh, I'm aware of the fact that many listeners um, have never heard of Loctar before, perhaps, or are not um, super familiar with Quake World. But there are also people who are listening who are longtime fans, uh, such as myself, who want to get into the nitty-gritty and talk about the game in depth and really understand his strategy so there's there's something here for everyone, and I I really did my best with that. But overall, I think this uh, this is timeless. This interview is going to really cover a lot. It's our longest interview we've done yet. It's definitely yeah by far I think the the longest episode in in the keep history. I don't know if all episodes going forward will be this long, but hey, it, it is what it is. So. Hopefully you get something out of this. So without any further ado, let's get in the keep with Dennis Loctar Larson. Some fans over and are at the balcony drinking beer at the moment. <laughs> uh, so I hope they, they don't disturb that so much. So. 
No, it'll be so, fine, man. Should be. Right. I uh, I just I just got off work and I'm also drinking a beer. So it's, and it's early <laughs> morning for me. Like I, I love this. Yeah. The night shift is so fun because my neighbors like they, you know, they're just getting up and going to work, and I just get to come home and like sit on the front, you know, sit out front and watch them. I'm like cracking open <laughs> a beer at the end of the day. <laughs> Sounds really good, really good. Yeah, we're we're recording now, so everybody, mm-hmm. welcome to okay. In the Keep Motherload as usual, and we've got the. What what's the moniker for you? I, I see a few different ones, but the the one that I see the most is the world's best DM two player. Is <laughs> I think that's on my on the wiki page. It is. I don't it's, know who uh, I don't know who put it there, but I guess it's like BPS maybe <laughs> or maybe Ande. Yeah, I guess it, some one of them maybe. I don't watch you uh, play. Well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, well, DM two has always been my map, mm-hmm. so uh, I think uh, they put it there for like ten years ago. The world's best DM2 player. So, well, I play a lot of DM2. I've always done that. that so uh, maybe that's that's why it's it's there. I don't know. Sometimes when I watch you play, I like I think he's the world's best Arawak player. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, maybe uh, DM4 is mm-hmm. uh, the map I'm best at at the moment. Even though I have not played in over a year now, but the recent at least seven years, it's been only DM4. And uh, I think I mastered that map to almost perfection. It's always uh, a bit. Uh, if I lose the map, it's because of uh, bad aim. But like understanding the map, is like really, really next level. I can really feel it. it's like I'm united with the map almost. It's really hard to explain. But when you know a map that that much, that you really, you know every every situation that occurs, you can handle it. And if you lose a fight, it's because you miss aim or something like that. No, that's true. D four is such, such a it's, it's a map where uh, you can have the total control of everything. If you compare it uh, like D four to D two, where you you can't have control, but not in the same way as you can can have have in D four. So, uh, but yeah, I love both both of the maps. I think uh, really nice. I think anyone who plays like these kinds of games, it, not even just Quake One or Quake World, but you know, like Quake. Three players probably feel the same way about DM6, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just a, a map that's just so intrinsic to the game. Or anyone, any Quake player ever who's like DM3 or Blood, Blood Run, as they call it now. Uh, like, yeah. It's so, because the, the maps have been so much in the scene. I mean, DM4, DM2, DM6, it's from the beginning of Quake. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with the Quake 3, the uh, the map you talked about. It's the same there. People have played it, that map so much. So they, they got a whole new understanding. Like the understanding of the map is so developed. So every time everyone knows it really, really good. Right. And the best players, they, they have like mastered that map to another level. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see. Hey. Oh, cheers. What kind of beer are we drinking? <laughs> no Las Gould. No, no Las Gould. I have to try that one. I don't, I don't think I've ever had uh, Swedish beer at all. It's not that great. I mean, it's beer at least. <laughs> it's good. It's good. That's good. So now I've got three beers, sir. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Drink drink all three of them. We'll get, get you talking. Uh, in the same time. Yeah. The end of the interview, I would be like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. How old are you? You were born in, what, 1983? Is that correct? Yep. True. True. So and, and wh- how, like, where did you grow up and how did you grow up? I was born and raised in Stockholm. Okay. Uh, uh, lived with uh, with my mother and father 
until I was like eight years old. And they, then they broke up. Huh. And my mother found a, a farmer from Värmland. So uh, we, we moved to Värmland. It's like to the, from this uh, Stockholm center almost right. to the like, uh, farm life almost. So I lived there for three years. And that's where my Quake career started. What, what, what kind of farm was it? Like, what did you grow? <laughs> we had Eggs. like uh, sheep. Wow. And like peacocks, we had also. <laughs> uh, I think we got some hens, and uh, hmm, I think we got some cows also. Just a couple of them. And were you so? Were you working like on the farm with your stepdad as a kid, or like? Uh, well, I did not work with him, but I helped him. Helped everyone with the, with the house. I mean, to get the heat in the house, we had to like put some. Uh, wood in like uh yeah to get heat in the house so that was our everyday business a wood and, stove uh, like, uh, i don't know the english word for it but uh, a, a stove uh, hmm. to get heat we have to yeah. burn some woods yeah it's a stove I don't know the, a wood stove it, it is okay yeah uh, it's a big stove <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a weird it's the same word uh for like you know the stove that you cook on it's i don't know English is mm-hmm. a jacked up language, to be honest. It's a hodgepodge. It is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you started playing. You started playing Quake while you were there. What, what years? Is yeah. That? The thing is, I think it was like ninety six, six ninety six. That's when Quake Quake One came out in nineteen ninety six. Yep, yeah. yep. And we had this in the school. We had this uh, um, um, at Fridays. We could use the computer uh, area and play games. Mm-hmm. After school, so after school on Fridays, we uh, everyone ran there and took one of the computers. Really, I mean, I think it was like three eighty sixes PCs, uh, and we played Warcraft two. We played Doom. We played uh, well Quake also, of course. Uh, and I was the only one in our um, class that used a mouse when I right. played Quake. Right, it was uh, still a like, direction pad. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, you can't use the mouse. It's not the same feeling. I was like, yes, I can, but I lost every game, every game. But I always used the mouse. But after like a year, one and a half year, I was the best in the school at the Quake World. So, uh, yeah, that's how we started. We played Quake at Fridays, and we had some lands also. So a lot of Quake was involved. Just there. like community lands amongst your friends? or Yeah, some bigger one also, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like 50 people, maybe 100 people at the biggest lands. But back back then, it was like we only played Quake uh, uh, on the after Fridays at school okay. and some uh, at home versus Frogbots, but never online. Well, we played some online also, but not that much. It was expensive. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So if my, my timeline's correct, like um, 1998 is when Quake World really, you know, became a thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, mm, I think then, so. I yeah. think you're right. And then you, between then, uh, assuming you got the game right off launch and 2002, you went from a brand new player to a professional, like really competing. I, 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 the thing is, uh, I don't know if I was that well known in the Quake World scene until like 99, 2000. I, rem- I remember I played versus. I think it was a paradox. Okay. I played a DM2 versus him. And I won. I think I won that game versus him. And a paradox at that time, he was, well, one of the best players. So I think that's when people got the, 
got, got some ice. Who is this Loctar guy? And I beat him at, beat him at DM2. And he spanked me really hard at DM6, of course, and probably DM4 also. It's a really interesting so, uh, aspect of, uh, especially Quake World, is, you're, you know, you, you say, like, you beat the shit out of him on one map, but on another map, uh, it's yeah. a completely different story. Uh, and it, there's some, you know, there's a, a certain, uh, like, skill difference at which it doesn't matter what map you play on, someone's going to just out-aim you and all that sort of thing. But for you yeah. to say, like, evenly skilled, I can definitely beat someone on this map. I could beat them on DM4 every time, but not on this map. That's... That's almost unique to Quake One, I think. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, uh, I had had only played DM Two at, at back then. I mean, DM Two was my map. I really hated DM Four because it's a map when the guy is just a little bit better than you, he will rape the ass of you. <laughs> you have no chance. I mean, you're you're. I mean, you will look like shit, and that's not fun. Yeah. And DM Six. I mean, the, the DM Six. It's another map. I mean. Uh, you, you can't really compare the maps at all. I mean, DM2, DM4, DM6, Airwalk, CTN, it's a whole, it's another map. You can't really compare them. Uh, but the, uh, DM2 was my map back then. Uh, I, I was pretty good at it. Okay. And when yeah. I beat him, Paradox, it was, yeah, it was, I, then I noticed I had something. I mean, he was among the best and I could beat him. That was, that was really nice. And at, at the time, I'm—I mean, I wasn't really—I was still a baby, <laughs> to be to be fair. <laughs> uh, at the time, you're playing like t- still standard ten-minute matches, one v one duels, all that, and then four v four at the at, on the side. Or the thing is, I never played team play. Okay, I always played one one only. I, it's, it's it's like when I when you play the four and four or two and two, it's always this thing that you need to wait for everyone to get ready and blah blah blah. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I do, I do enjoy, enjoy watching uh, good uh, four and four two and two players play, but playing it myself, I, I don't know. It never was my cup of tea. Right. Even it's, though I played a lot of the four four and four and two and two, but one one is my thing. It's a different skill, really. Like playing playing on a team is an entirely different skill. It doesn't translate necessarily yeah. to one v one play. But it's interesting to see, hear you say that because, like, I think that the reason why you're one of, if not the best. Uh, Duelers in in Quake World is the fact that you are obsessed with just one thing. You, you're a master of one thing, not yeah. uh, a jack of all trades per se. Whereas like Milton is an is an excellent four v four player. I don't think anybody would con- contest that at all. Uh, but you know that's his thing, and he's also good at dueling. And I'm sure you're pretty. It's really pretty, really good at everything. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's something that in what you say there. I mean, uh, for me, it has. I have never been interested in anything else than 1-1. One, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my head, it's like, uh, I can lose a 4-4, four four, I can lose a 2-2, two two, but if you beat me 1-1, one one, that's when it's going to hurt. Right, right. So I, I, I only want to beat you 1-1. One one. You, know, you know you beat them, and they know exactly. they lost to yeah. you, right? Yeah. No one's carrying I'm, the team. Uh, <laughs> they don't have to depend yeah, on I mean, anyone else. Uh, it's been a rough, uh, rough uh, when I played the like four, four, two, and two people are. Oh, it's Lockter. He's so good. But I mean, I'm really shit at two and two, and I'm really shit at four and four. So about, people overestimate me instead. What about <laughs> so, free for uh, all? Yeah. Do you ever play that? Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, I I could dominate in that. I think, but uh, uh, it's a good for warm up. But uh, yeah. I don't know if I don't, I don't like to like grind it. It's right. too messy. It Just... doesn't add anything to to the one one aspect there. Okay, so this sounds like you and I are on the exact same page. I 
love one v ones, and I don't really care for free for all or team or capture the flag or anything like that. I mean, I, I appreciate them, but to me, like the game is you versus me in an arena. Yeah, like, that's, mano al mano. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, so we're on the same page. We, we, there's something in our personalities click. That's good. Yeah, should we do a high five now? Yeah, Can we do right it. Here. Bam! Nice. All right, slap that the webcam. Not awkward at all. Good. Doesn't matter. It's I, it's like a I'll, I'll, I'll fanboy out a little bit. Like it's it's really it's an honor. I've, I've been a fan for a long time to be to share mm-hmm. a virtual space to kind of meet you. Like this is cool for me, and I, I'm not it shy is. about that. Yeah. Right. Good. And hope hopefully uh, someday someone feels similarly towards uh, me and the other uh, Catholic Keep guys. Uh, but but are you, are you playing FPS games like actively and trying to achieve? So I am not. I definitely am a, what I described earlier as a, a jack of all trades and not a master of anything. I play so um, every, most of the people that listen to this will already have an idea of where I'm coming from. But to explain it to you, I uh, I manage a server called Catholic's Keep, and we we do coverage for all uh, arena first person shooters, whether that be Quake World, um, which is kind of like not our biggest focus. I just like so many people said, talk to Loctar. And I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. Maybe I should, uh, Quake three doom, uh, you know, the build engine games like Duke Nukem. Um, even, even like Quake champions is actually where we started. Like most of us are very young and, and got into Quake from there. Um, all, all kinds of things like that. Um, yeah, it was really, really, really big into arena first person shooters, period. I, myself, I, I definitely try to be competitive, uh, but, I'm spread out across so many different games that it's to, to me. Yeah. Like how could I, how could I be a master of uh, quake yeah. three? If I'm also, you know, like trying to play dusk, which is probably our biggest focus right now. I love that game. And it's, maybe you just, you just need to find your game, right? The game you love. Then right. you just need to grind it. Yes. And but, I, I think I have, but yeah. the yeah. game is dusk. Dusk Dusk. I'm obsessed with it. Like I, I just, I love that game. I love the movement in it. It's a, it, honestly pretty similar to, to Quake One in many ways. Uh, very fast, yeah. uh, big, you know, big maps, and yeah. and and then it does have strafe jumping implemented, but it's not like uh, Quake Three strafe jumping. It doesn't feel strafe jumping in that game doesn't feel like a mistake, which strafe jumping originally was. What other games do you play? Yeah. The thing is, after QuakeCon 2017. Uh, I got, I don't know. I moved to a bigger house, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the like the computer room now. I, I like fixed it two weeks ago, <laughs> like uh, not completely, but uh, I got the computer up and set up in a good way, and I uh, cleaned up uh, away a, a lot of stuff. But it's like I had no motivation to, to play anything at all when I got home. I mean, I've been playing Quake World for seven, twenty years, like non-stop more or less with uh, smaller breaks now and then but like more more or less 20 years so after the quake on 2017 i had like uh, no motivation to play and the, that motivation is still at the bottom very very low so so that's not good i had a uh, i had this later on in my list of things to ask you about but since you mm-hmm. brought up uh, 2017 was a huge year for not just you but the entire quake one scene yeah uh i mean between dh land right and 2017 yeah yeah and yeah. Th- and then you also had quake con 2017 featured quake one and and you you i thought you did well but i mean you obviously something about that affected you so what was it what what's done 
um, I don't know. It's like uh, I had. I think I had some plans on uh, stop playing or at least taking a break. Mm-hmm. But I, I could almost feel it. I mean, uh, when I got home, uh, it's I have the, the routines. Uh, I like um, eat something. I sit at the computer and start Quake. That's what I did for uh, twenty years. And uh, the last couple of months after uh, before uh, QuakeCon, it was like I felt like this will be my last. I think my last uh, uh, act in the Quake World scene for a while, uh, and th- that feeling has not gone away after QuakeCon, and it's still there. It's like I know what it takes to be, uh, what you have to sacrifice to be the best, right. and uh, I-, I did not have the motivation to play. And it's like it's like I can join a server now and probably win ninety five percent of all the duels, but it's like uh, you want to perform. 100% and want to have that 50% shaft versus less skilled opponent. You want to be able to uh, compete with the best. And um, uh, it's like, it's really, really hard to come back and just casual play and just have fun. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's like being a boxer. Like if you were Mike Tyson and you came back and got yeah. knocked out, how would that make you feel? But really, really bad. at the end of the day, really, I mean, you've, you've had already a really long career. So if you ever decided like I'm retired, which I hope you don't, but if you did, I mean, who could, who could not respect that? Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's truly. much better. The thing yeah. is, uh, they're talking about our, uh, QH land 2019 now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if that would be the case, I think I would need like one, two, maybe three months to prepare. And I would, I think I would uh, participate in that uh, QH land. Um, they're talking about maybe in Amsterdam or maybe in Stockholm. I don't know. Wherever it is, I will be there and I will prepare for it in the best way I can. So, yeah, that's my um, intention at the moment. But I'm not going to just casual play. No, no, no. no. I don't have motivation for that. You you deserve to compete at the level that you feel is comfortable for you. I I think that. I'm sure everybody who's... Everybody who sees your name tagged to this episode and clicks on it just because of you. Like you, th- I don't want to do a disservice to um, to the Quake World community because there's <laughs> other uh, you know people from other games listen to this podcast. But I feel like it's important to say like you are a legend to many of us. You know, like it's so strange to hear that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I know, know about I know. For years. If you're not the best after twenty years, maybe you should change game. It's such a weird thing know. because it's a, it's such a small niche uh, community. Like all arena first person shooters, all together, it's still a very small portion of the video game community and then the general population. And we're like like video gamers are alienated from most people, and then. Quake and arena shooters are alienated even further. And then I would say Quake world players, like people who still play the first Quake, like, and only play that is an even slimmer portion of that. But to those people, you are <laughs> the man, like you, a few names come to mind and you're one of them. So, yeah, I mean, the thing with the Quake world scene, the, the whole scene is so friendly. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. my friends I have at the moment, more or less all my friends are from the Quake world scene. And they are my best friends. I mean, there's so many people I've met that are like really, really nice people. And they see, uh, it's, all, it's Quake World. The Quake World scene is so, it's like almost like a family. When you have played the game so, for so long, and the, all of a sudden you go meet people from USA or from Russia or from whatever it is. It's so, it's so, so awesome. And everyone is like really cool, cool guys. I thought you so, said I mean, cute guys. 
which would be okay. <laughs> There's some cute guys there also. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, but it wouldn't work. It wouldn't have lasted, you know, what, well over 20 years at this point. It wouldn't last if people weren't kind and inviting, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, It's just a bit sad that everything like, has come to an end sometime. I mean, more, more and more players stop playing, and that's a bit sad. I mean, somehow it's like the big stars in the game always um, make, the, make other people come and play it also. Like it's, it's it's a bit it's a bit sad. I mean, I would like to have more motivation to play because when I play, I have really really nice time and uh, I like it a lot. But it's hard. It's hard. You have to have motivation to be able to perform and keep it up. So it's 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 how it is. Hey, look, hang in there. We're all cheering for you. <laughs> if you decide that you don't want to do it anymore, like everybody has to respect that. You've done enough for this community yeah. already. I, I'm done kissing your ass. On to the next <laughs> question. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it you came into the competitive scene right around like early two thousands. No, yeah. H- how did that happen for you? How, like, what? Who approached you? What did you do to to go from no one to Loctar? We had like uh, a lot of uh, offline tournaments that I uh, performed pretty good in, mm-hmm. and then we had like the QH lands. Where I mean, I was always a threat on DM4, so DM2, sorry, on DM2. So um, I think it was because I was really, really good at one map. So people always, I mean, in the best of three, if I win DM2, which I normally did, and and could like keep another map tight, I could uh, or maybe even win it because of CSing or whatever is. Uh, so I was always a threat. So people, and maybe my fun game style also. Uh, participated in a lot of uh, people uh, catching my eyes, so, so to speak. So, yeah, the, I think so. At this point, you, you've been playing on lands. Is this just a centralized sort of to Europe? Had you played uh, Americans at this point at all? This this was like 2000 or something. No, Dude. I think we had uh, really bad internet connections. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, no, I don't think I played any Americans at all. So what was it like? the first time that you went to say a QuakeCon or something like that, and you played against someone that you had, like that weren't, wasn't already part of your community, your centralized community. Uh, I mean, it was, it was uh, a bit nervous because uh, Europeans have their own play style, one-on-one and four-on-four and so on. And like <laughs> Brazil has their own and USA has their own and like Russia has their own also. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when you you get to meet people from other countries, uh, in that sense, it's it's really really it's hard to expect what uh, to expect expect how good they are. Uh, you have seen demos and so on, and uh, but I mean when I played them, they were really really good. They had it's it's hard to explain, but their strategy was really hard to re- to, to read, oh, and yeah. their uh, how they uh, approached the game was really really hard. But as long as you like step back for a while and try to figure them out, them out. You knew how to react and how to handle them. But they, was, they were really, really good. A lot of talents from other countries. I, that, that's fun. It's I, really fun. I picture it like, um, like a, what, what is that? John claude Van Damme movie from the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like a tournament and everyone is coming from like a different style of martial art, you know? 
So they're all playing the same game. They're all fighting, but they all have a different. They they've learned from different masters, right? And and then you you play in a tournament and see which one's really the best. Uh, UFC did that, you know, where people thought that uh, I don't know, like Tai Chi was the best martial art, or (laughs) and then and then you find out like actually Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is the best martial art. And and we've seen that in Quake too. Generally, I mean, it seems like Europeans pretty much dominate, except uh, for like Rafa, you know, who's American. And yeah. that's a that's a weird uh, turn. And I, I try not to be egocentric. I don't ever want to – on one hand, I want to cheer him on. Like, yeah, he's from my country, and I love that. But on the other hand, like I try to be objective and, and say that you know I, I respect any great player. Yeah, and how they got there. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to uh, – I mean, every player has their own unique styles. When you talk, look at the top, we have like – at least in the Quake World scene, we have like Lucas with the deadly aim and like mm-hmm. almost robotic play style. We have Milton, who is like, a, I don't know, it's like a god in the game. He just seems to know everything. I mean, it's sometimes you're like, uh, how did he know that? And we have like BPS. And I mean, there's a lot of uh, good players that have uh, have their own little unique uh, set of skills uh, and really good at it. So what you have to battle is how to tackle their best self. Right. And uh, that's not easy. Sometimes you have bad spawns. I mean, in DM4... I've lost two BPS, even though I'm a better DM4 player, but through bad spawns and some bad shit going on, you can lose a map. So, I mean, every guy at that high level, can it's a big threat. And, uh, I mean, everyone can aim, and everyone is, like, good, really, really good. So you, you can't, like, chill and, like, uh, this is going to be easy. Every game is really, really hard, even though you have the more equipment to win on DM4, DM2, and so on. But uh, yeah, it's it's you have to like figure them out and uh, feel what, what what is their day shape of today? What are they good at? Uh, mm-hmm. How how do I feel if I, I feel my shaft is not where it should be? Maybe I should uh, back off a little bit and try to find better openings than I have right now. So it's so many aspects you need to look at. Sometimes you even though you have really good shaft one day, the other day you can have really bad shaft, and then you have to everything you have to put in the same box and uh, try to use it in the right way. That's absolutely true. I think across uh, all, all arena games or really, really yeah. just life in general. But uh, so one of the, actually the first interview that I ever did was with Violent Heart, who is a Quake 4 uh, professional player. And he, he said that exactly the same thing. Like if I feel like my railgun is off today, yeah. I, the thought process of a professional player is not, Damn, my aim sucks, but like, okay, so I need to force fights that don't require me to use that weapon. Yeah, and it's even weirder in Quake One because you're so you have such a limited uh, weapon palette. There's so there's so few weapons uh, compared to other games. That exactly right. So you take one tool out of you know out of the belt and put it aside that day. It's a it's a much bigger uh, difference. Yeah, I mean, it's especially when you have the shaft, who is a really deadly weapon. You get instantly killed. All if you hit 100%, it will take away 250, 200 HP in a moment. I mean, it's gonna be really, really fast. Uh, so, fuck! It's loud out there. <laughs> it's okay. Wait, I'm just gonna. Come down, Marvis. Yeah, come down. Come down, win. So. <laughs> okay, so uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> it's okay. Crazy shit happens. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. We, where we left off was you were just explaining how the uh, how the shaft or 
lightning gun, however you want to call it. Exactly. Is a, you know, some, some, it's obviously, it seems to me from watching you play your favorite weapon, but if it's not working for you, if you're not getting the, the, the hit scan, like stiff, yeah. your, your, maybe it's your muscles or maybe it's just your nerves or something like that. But like sometimes, you know, your hand slides around a little bit and you're not getting I think, what you I think get. it's like, I think it's a mental thing. It's right. like I've been playing so much. I've been like feeling like I'm unbeatable. And from nowhere, it's like I've been, been unbeatable for two weeks. And I'm getting home and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to play some Quake and Dominate. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're like, you miss, you miss a lot. And you're like, what, what is going on? Maybe it's just this game. And you start again. And everything is just off. Like it's, you miss the guy with one inch, one centimeter. So it's really, really annoying. And I think it's in your head. So it's in your head. Yeah, I, uh, maybe you have slept bad, or maybe you have eaten bad. Maybe you have not drink water enough. Maybe you have other things in your head. So uh, it's hard to explain, but I think it's I think it's a mind thing. Maybe it has to do with, um, in your case, certainly a, a mind thing. But in like as I was explaining earlier, like how I I, I kind of branch off across uh, several different games, is that uh so like I the other day I was playing Dusk and I was doing extremely well like. It, I couldn't believe how well I was doing, and then I switched over because some friends asked me to play Quake Champions with them, and I get a lot of pressure to do that because I, you know I'm I'm in involved in so many different communities, and so many of them kind of look towards me to like, hey, would you would you be willing to check out our game and like talk about that? Which I have, and I, and I love to do that, but so when I I get really used to the rockets and uh, or the rivets, I would rather say in Dusk, when I come back to Quake, a different Quake or a different arena shooter the timing even is different. And then I struggle with like even being able to hit a rocket, you know, and I, and I know I'm good at the game. I, I know I've played it 300 plus hours. I just don't, it's not working because of like a, because of a mental habit about how my brain is wired to do it at that point. Yeah. I mean, going from game to game and expect to perform really, really, at a really high level. It's, it must be a really big yeah. challenge. I don't, I don't expect to perform at a super high level. I want to be good at what I want to be good at, but I do want to, I want to provide for the entire community. I, I do want to be involved and, to, you know, to help people get together and meet each other and learn from each other, you know, because I feel like a lot of people online are toxic and I don't want to like take a shit on any particular person, but I hate it when people are mean to like or or aren't welcoming to someone who wants to do this kind of game because it's not easy. If you if you start out, yeah, you think everyone's cheating, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that's that's really annoying. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't want uh, that to ever happen, especially not in my space. So I try not to let that happen. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we're here to talk about you, not me. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> but but it's what is it about Scandinavians that why are you guys so fucking good at Quake? Uh, I think uh, we had good good internet connections early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that's one big reason, I think. And I think we always enjoy this um, uh, one-on-one aspect also. I mean, every, every Quaker I know has always enjoyed one-on-one in mm-hmm. way, one way or another. Um, so, I mean, we always played one-on-one. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how it is, I think. I mean, it's like in our, our genes. <laughs> <laughs> is it the cold? Is it, uh, I don't, is it World War II? <laughs> maybe it's in the water. <laughs> maybe it is in the beer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. I have to try some. Maybe it'll make me, make me a better quick yeah, player. You're welcome here every, every day. <laughs> I, I would love to. I, I'll, I'll probably will one day. Yeah. Uh, 
Just message me. I got big house there <laughs> from all my Quake World earnings, you know. <laughs> my I mean, casa. How, how much have you made? Uh, I think it's like $7,500 or was it $6,500? You could make and a... Half of, uh, uh, <laughs> and half of them were, I think, uh, it was I had the tax for it. So Yeah, uh, you, could, you could buy a fucking car. Yeah. No sweat. With, with just video <laughs> video game money. Yeah. <laughs> so you you are you work otherwise? What do you, what do you do like just day to day? Uh, I work as a sprinkler fitter. Uh, you know what that is? You know, sprinklers. Yeah, you fire ins- ins- install like fire. My my younger brother does the exact same thing. Seriously, b- b- bending <laughs> pipe, bends the pipe. Yeah. You know, installs the systems and all that. Yeah. Yeah, everything. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. That's so weird. <laughs> I mean, we're we're like a, like the Quakewell scene. Yeah, Sprinklerfield is not a huge uh, brand, so. But but do you think that do you think that that, that skill translates the fact that you're always uh, thinking about the angles that the pipe has to go? And like, how, does, does that help? You know, I think just got it spot on. Yeah, every yeah. time I like took take that like, big branch, like yeah, I wonder how this translates in Quakewell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think that translates anything. Maybe you get a bit sore in your arms while yeah. they're like wrenching. <laughs> so no, no. <laughs> so like, I, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. You <laughs> can talk. Worked, I have worked with it for like uh, one year now, so it's, I'm still a newbie in that scene. But I will be the number one sprinkler fitter. <laughs> That's amazing. I have to. I have a reputation to keep. Do, do your do everything I the do guys that you work with know that you're like this legend in the quake world, or is it just like you're just a normal guy walking around to them? I'm just a normal guy walking that's, around. That's amazing. That's so cool. I was telling uh, I was telling uh, my boss today before I left work. Like he's like, "What are you gonna mm-hmm. do after work?" And I'm like, uh, "I'm interviewing this guy uh, that I'm a huge fan of. He's like a, a legendary uh, Swedish quake player." And he's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> So yeah, I could relate in in a lesser way, but <laughs> no, it's not easy. It's not easy. But you got you Scandinavian motherfuckers, especially you Swedes, are so good at arena shooters. Like Seaspool's the best uh, dusk player. You're like the best. Or okay, I should say Seaspool or Brando are the best dusk players. It's either America or Sweden. And then <laughs> okay. you're one of the, you, you guys have such a strong presence in in Quake One. Uh, and then for for Americans, it's like the Canadians are. There's less people in Canada, I think, than in Los Angeles County, right? <laughs> but but the Canadians are so disproportionately good at Quake that it's like ridiculous. It's, it's, you know what? I, I think it's like now when I think about it, in Sweden I think we had had a lot of lands mm-hmm. during uh, the Quake oh, from '96 and on. Many lands to compete at. I think I, if I remember co- correctly, I, I think we had like at least two, three, two lands a month. And we were like, and it was competitive play, Quake World 1 and 1, 2 and 2, 4 and 4, and other games also. So, I mean, the, I think lands has a big part of it. That the next land you wanted to perform, so you played a lot also. And even, even though you did not play at like uh, uh, online, you played versus Frogbot and played the, the maps, so you got to get better and better. So maybe that's one reason. It's interesting. So... You know, you kind of you said you grew up uh, for the second half of your childhood on a farm, uh, yeah. and and it's I assume it's got to be cold as fuck in Sweden in the winter. Uh, it, yeah, back then it was a bit cold. Yeah, <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. It just it's warmed up since then. Global warming. Yeah, yeah. it's spring here, so it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
Well, I mean, Canadians are latitudinally on the same plane as you guys. Maybe, maybe like being fucking cold as hell in the winter makes you want to be around other people more and gives you like I mean, a stronger, a stronger sense of, of community. But thing is, if it's hot outside, I don't want to sit inside of a computer and play right. uh, play Quake. I want to go drink beer. Yeah. So if it's cold, you go inside. You can't drink beer every time, so you can play some Quake or another game, maybe. I don't know. It's it's either the cold, it's the community, it's the beer, or uh, it's something makes you people who live in cold ass climates great at Quake, and I don't know what the hell it is. I wish I could get to yeah. the bottom of it. I think it's a mixture of all of those things we have been talking about. Yeah. The lands, the low pings, the cold, the bear. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, uh, so you haven't played you haven't played any other uh, games at all. Not I don't understand well, I, right, right now, but like, you, you, is it just Quake One for you? That's it. I, I have played uh, like tried Quake Champions. I played it for I think at least one. Give, uh, give your honest opinion of it. Well, this, this was a long time ago I played it now. I think it's, I, don't, I can't really say how long, but when I played it, it was like, it was cool. You can bunny jump with, um, I don't remember the name of the heroes now, but you have this like a dragon almost. Sore and this, like Sore lag and this yeah. like a punk, uh, punk guy yeah. with a skateboard. Uh, so it was fun, but it's really hard to, I mean, uh, the shaft did not as much damage. You can't like lift anyone with the shaft, and the rockets were slow. Uh, and the game was still in the beta back then, so it's it's really hard to. It's still in beta. Uh, still okay. Still in beta. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But back then, I th- I did enjoy it, but it felt felt like I was playing with my with uh, handcuffs behind my back. It was like I could uh, enjoy the game to a certain point, but uh, I mean, been playing Quake World for twenty years and go, goes to a game with. A lot of graphics, bad FPS, uh, and the thing with the, all the different heroes and the, their abilities. I mean, it's a bit frustrating to play. It feels like uh, too much luck involved. It's like uh, you're playing versus this Nyx who can came invisible. Uh, like, um, yeah, for, and uh, uh, some guy who can like have double damage from uh, BJ yeah. from uh, yeah. from exactly Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I did enjoy it, but I never think that I would like really enjoy it playing like actively, like f- for a really long time. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, but maybe if you are, you're a new player, maybe you can see the joy in it. But for me, it's the game has to be really, really fun for the players, and it must be uh, spectator friendly for the scene to be big. You can't just have a good feeling for the players. It need to be uh, spectator friendly, also. What and I what I hope with yeah. Quake Champions on on your note there is that uh, and I I feel like I just cut you off, did I? It's it's hard to tell like on video. No, 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 no. Okay. No um, what what I hope with with Quake Champions happens, um, other than I, I do want it to be successful, I really I do really enjoy the game, but I, I would hope that people who do like if it's their first Quake, at least say like, well, maybe I should try these other Quakes. And they find their way into this uh, bigger, you know, much larger and more welcoming mm-hmm. community through that game, at the very yeah. least. I think I think that's a big thing, and and also like I could totally understand like uh, from your perspective as a Quake One player, me I, I've been playing more uh, Dusk lately, and then when I go back and try to play uh, a newer a newer game like Quake Champions, I feel it feels like if you're used to driving a race car, and then you have to drive a boat, like it's even just. 
aiming feels slower. Like the movement feels different to me. And yeah, and the thing is, it's always like this because to to be good to know a game and be good at the game, you need to play it a lot. It's I think it's so many many times throughout history that. You go from one game and you try the other game and you say, hey, it sucks, it's not good, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you don't give it enough time. You, ca- you can't really compare the two games. Uh, uh, like Quake Champions, if, if you played it a lot and got really, really good at, at it and could see the whole game for what it is, you can enjoy it. But right. you, can't really, you, can't, you can never compare that game to what you came from. Because, I mean, I played Quake, Quake World for 20 years. I played the Quake Champions for... Two months, three months. That's true. So I would always, because I like Quake World. That's that's what I think. It's the ultimate game for me because I feel like I can do everything in that game, and uh, you have total control from the of the dude you're playing. And I, uh, like, uh, and you start playing Quake Three or Quake Champions, you're like, you need to play it a lot. I can't even imagine what it must be like to be the best at something or one of the best at something. Say Quake World in your case. And then to move on to a different game and then have to do that whole process of learning it again. <laughs> you know, like learning I mean, a new it, game and trying to be the best at it would be crazy because yeah, you're used to being on top. Yeah. I mean, you have some advantages uh, when playing, being playing uh, at a really high level. Uh, it's, your, it's your thought process to how to handle the game, mm-hmm. how to, um, you know, what you need to. Uh, be doing to get get better at at a game that's already panned out almost but you also know what time it takes to master a game so it's like do i have the time it's like so many should i do this what 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 is it in for for me do do i have the time i mean it's i know what it takes to be really really good at the game and i mean i'm 35 years old now i don't have that time i do have time of course i can play when i get home but it's like I've been doing this almost half my life. I mean, it's it's time to step back and do other things, except if there's a QH land <laughs> in Amsterdam or Stockholm. Yeah, take take a look at a young player under your wing and just like practice with them and make them the greatest Quake player or something. I don't know. You could do anything. You're a master. You're like a kung fu master of Quake. Like, yeah, I, maybe I could do that, but <laughs> that would require me playing the game also. That's I, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so I need to be at the computer and do... I mean, I think I'm just uh, fed up with this whole thing, going home, sitting at the computer. And the last year, or at least when when and a half, maybe two years, I got this back. Uh, it hurts in my lower back when I sit a uh, long time. Maybe it d- depends on the share I'm having at the moment. Uh, but and all these things, it's like, ah, fuck it. It's It's... What do you Maybe do? Later. What do you do to relieve stress? Or when you're not, you know, you're not being a great quake player. What do you do to just like, relax? I, I drink beer, obviously, but like, <laughs> what what else yeah. do you do? What, your life's got to be much bigger than this. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, normally, when I get home, I I have this big garage. I fix cars mm-hmm. and so on. Okay, okay. So so I go to the garage and I fix cars, uh, and I go to the gym. That's what I do in a normal day. So now I have to renovate an engine on a, from an Audi A4 1.8 turbo. So I'm going to uh, rebuild that engine uh, in next month or so. I think it will be done. And so I, I go to the garage, screw the car, <laughs> and uh, I go to the gym. And then it's late. It's time to sleep. I go, I go to the garage, 
So you work on uh, cl- classic cars, European cars? <laughs> any cars? Have, yeah, any car, more or okay. less. Um, I've had many cars throughout the years, but um, I'm not like, uh, I think it's uh, um, Asian cars, like uh, Japanese cars, I think I'm most fond of, but uh, I do any car. I mean, I have many friends that like, yeah, I need to change brakes, blah, blah, I need to do this. Come to me, I fix two problems. What's your favorite car? Your favorite car? (laughs) My favorite car. Dream car. If you could spend all your Quake money, like you could win enough money in a Quake tournament to buy a car, what would it be? Hmm. I think I would pick a Nissan GTR, maybe. Okay. I mean, I could say say like a Lamborghini or blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Fuck that. I mean... Yeah, I think that uh, that would be a car I could like have and be proud with. Proud, proud of. I think that would be something for me. Yeah. I grew up around uh, drag racers. Uh, my granddad and my aunt were both drag racers. My dad was their mechanic, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just I'm not even a car guy. Like I couldn't work on a car like say you do, but I have such an appreciation for classic cars. Like uh, yeah. the the drag car we had was like a 1970. Two Chevy two, I want to say, and then my granddad okay. uh, he drove around in a, a 1971 GTO with like a mm-hmm. with like the, the fake Judge paint job, but I I love that car and I just grew yeah, up around yeah. that. So yeah, tons of horsepower, right? Right, yeah. Two like I want to say the GTO had like 250 horsepower. The drag car probably had well over 500. I never drove it, obviously. I was too, I was a little kid, but <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know. There's something about being obsessed with something like you are with Quake that that yeah. really translates to this. Are you trying? Do you need to go? No, no, no. Oh, okay. My friend asked me if I wanted a beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, the no, answer no. is yes, of course. I brought two. I brought two to the table with me just so I would. Service, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no problems there. I got three cans. Everybody's half drunk. So. <laughs> That's good, man. It's Friday night. Ooh. You gotta get, you gotta get fucked up. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get fucked up. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, I guess uh, next topic I really wanted to talk about, and we, you've covered a little bit, but how is how is Quake World, the community, and the game itself uh, changed for you over the years, uh, starting when you did, and then coming to now? Uh, just so many different mods have come out, map skins, uh, you know, like the, just the avatars of characters, everything. Like how? What's the biggest things for you? Well, the clients have have been changed, like uh, or not changed, but but updated at least to the better every time. Uh, there have been uh, new maps implemented in the game also. So uh, we have before we had Dm2, Dm4, Dm6, and then CTN Airwalk. Mm-hmm. And what I've heard nowadays is like two more maps involved that I haven't played that much. Okay, now you're beyond so, I mean, me. You passed me. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a tournament go, going on right now. I don't know the name of it, but I will see. Was it Thunderdome? Yeah, it's Thunderdome. Thunderdome. So uh, yeah, so I think there's uh, new maps there. It's been a while. Things, it's, right? Yeah, it's like, I, I think it's. I don't know when the first when when they had Thunderdome last time, but uh, yeah, it's been a while. And I think having one on one tournaments going on all the time is really good for the scene because people have something to practice for, and uh, that would be. Uh, I mean, people need tournaments to get motivation going. I think because just yes, casual playing is. A bit hard sometimes. Um, uh, so, what were, what was the subject? The subject is like how how has the game changed 
Like, and what what do you like and what do you not like? I guess is what I'm really asking. You know, like, do you do you yeah, like the, I mean, the sprites uh, as 2D sprites? Do you prefer it when it was 3D? Uh, anything? Like my, my uh, HUD when playing is like from '96, uh, as it came from '96. It's nothing uh, uh, graphic wise. It's always about uh, uh, getting good FPS or stable mm-hmm. FPS that is not jumpy, uh, and having the armor bar at where you always have it and your icons because I have I have change one point to the to the modern ones but it's like i get lost in the game you're so so used to having your own huds and so on so if you change it up to something else it gets really messy so i have this uh, same uh, hud from 96 more or less so what about hardware right so when the game first came out you already mentioned that people were you know you were playing with a mouse i'm assuming like a ball mouse right no 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 i got laser Oh, you laser got laser mouse. like you were the first, yeah, like one of the first I mean, adopters. Okay, so <laughs> you mean now or what? Yeah, no, 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 no. I know now you probably use everyone uses <laughs> laser mouse. Right? I mean, okay, at the t- at the time, right? No, 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 no. We had a ball mouse. I think I had a, this Logitech uh, mouse man wheel with a ball. Right. It. So it was, yeah, it was really, really good. I remember when you flicked your wrist, it like spent sp- the uh, ball was spinning in a certain way. So and you, you mastered that. Perfectly. When uh, when the game was first designed, right? Uh-huh. They uh-huh. did not anticipate the technology that we use today to play. Like you're playing the game now with a laser mouse with like, I don't know what a, a thousand hertz refresh rate. They yeah. never, they didn't see that coming. So the the skill no. gap is completely changed, right? It they is. they I thought mean, you were going to play so the game with a directional now. pad. Yeah, it's really 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 fast nowadays. So I mean. Uh, and the better computer you get, the uh, better hertz on the monitor and better FPS rate, uh, it, it will allow you to master some jumps that was not it was possible before, but now it's much easier. And so the skill level has been increasing every year. Right. So, and that's a good thing. At the time, um, right? Like a what was the bet? Like the gold standard monitor was like sixty hertz. No. Yeah. What do you I use now? Sixty hertz. 144, uh, 240? Yep, 144. Yeah. And I was like, I was I was thinking about buying a 240 uh, hertz monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, but uh, I'm not playing anymore. So <laughs> it's a big investment for not being using. But, but maybe if I, if there will be another tournament like QHLON or something, maybe I will buy one just because. So I think that would be a big improvement. But it would take. For my current servant. It would take QHLAN. Like that, that ha- it has to be on that scale. You wouldn't come back to competitive yeah, play without that. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's uh, something like that. Not even QuakeCon, like nothing like that. That's yeah, a lot of yeah, travel. Of course, I mean, uh, QuakeCon is always fun. I mean, uh, so I mean, if there is, if there's going to be Quake World Tournament at QuakeCon, this year will be my first uh, QuakeCon. I've never been. Okay. So I don't think they will have a Quake World co- Tournament there. I have not, I have not heard anything about it. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not sure what the plans are, but I mean, yeah. I I want to see I want to see everything. Like I like I said, I come from all arena shooters, and it's not just even Quake or id software even more. I mean, it's so much bigger than that. Doom, uh, twenty twenty sixteen was huge, and now Doom Eternal is going to come out, and and also like Dusk will be there. Like a, I'm assuming New Blood is going to have a booth. I I want to see everything. Okay, I would okay. nothing would make me happier. Like I don't really play Quake One that much. I don't play Quake World like often or anything but it's it to me as a spectator sport like it's the one that i if i see jahar streaming it i want to watch it like i know i know i want to watch this you know? i love your motivation to the game it's really yeah. fun <laughs> yeah 
It's nice. Really nice. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's I'm a fan. I, I'm like a yeah. I don't I don't want to compare myself to you wouldn't even get that right. I was going to say John Madden. Do you know who that is? Hmm. He's hmm. an Amer- he's an American football analyst. So like he okay. he's like a prof- a sports analyst. Yeah. Right? And and I I just enjoy the sport on the level that he does. He's not a great he's never been a great football player, but he's like mm-hmm. the guy who is most, analysis, right, mo- most respected for analyzing it and watching it and, yeah. and breaking it down for other people to understand. And and I, hmm. I, I kind of relate to that in a way about, about arena shooters in general and especially about Quake. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you've covered what, what's changed, I guess. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's, talk, let's talk about, like, I, I want to break down kind of each, uh, each major map individually, at least the ones that I've seen you play on. You haven't played on the two new ones that we both just became aware of or that I became aware of DM mm-hmm. six. It's yeah. changed. It's changed a lot over time. Uh, DM six and quake one is nothing like DM six in quake three and especially yeah. like quake champions or campgrounds in quake live. I believe it was called. And then quake champions is called blood covenant. Uh, but True. not even relevant to your Qu- DM six. What's explain that map to me as a pro. What's that? Map okay. Like? So DM6, me versus a really good opponent. Uh, shaft is the most important thing. To get the shaft first, more or less. One will spawn red, probably. One will sp- spawn mega health. So uh, the one with sp- who is spawning uh, red need to uh, take the shaft mm-hmm. uh, when it's, or deny the shaft from the, from the enemy. So when you got the shaft, you can just stand on the GL and uh, try to lure him out and do some damage. While you are timing red, so if um, so the map is about being very very calm, uh, have a good shaft is really important because if you're standing at Gale, you can see if he's at the mega health. You can see if he comes. It's, there's only three uh, directions he can come from: uh, two below and the one above. Uh, and you will have the shaft. Shaft versus rocket launcher is uh, yeah. You will you will eat him close combat. No problems. Right. So. Uh, DM6 in that way can be a bit frustrating to play because some have really, really good shaft, but there's always ways to, to lure, the, lure the enemy that you are doing one thing, but you're going, doing another thing. So, I mean, you have to be really sneaky and uh, if you're in a disadvantage. So uh, DM6, uh, I like the map because it's been from day one, more or more or less. It's, it's DM6, you can't hate it. It's a really big part of the game, um, but I, it's not my favorite map to play uh, if you uh, count DM4 or uh, DM2. Uh, but yeah, DM6 is uh, have, get, get red, get shaft, and stay at GL, and just wait for him. And don't waste your rockets, because <laughs> he will have rockets, he can spam. But you need to know when to attack and not to attack. If you get hurt, you need to take red and then try to attack him and kill him and go time red again. Because if you kill him at Mega and red has spawned and he takes red there, well, it's not good because uh, he will have a red and uh, 10 rockets. So that will be a rough. It's a a hard map to to master in its faults. But I think Paradox was really, really good at it. Yeah, I think it was his map. Okay. So DM6. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm almost done. That's DM6. Okay, so I guess next would be DM2. 
You're the best. DM2. You're the best at DMT. Well, according to Vic, I'm the best DM2 player in the world. <clears throat> okay. It's a really interesting map. Yeah, it's <laughs> the got... thing is, the, the map can be played in so many ways. <laughs> we have this. We have guys who can play like we say Counter Strike game because it's you're very passive. You you stack up and you like hide and try to get good uh, good uh, angles and or be surprising and uh, shoot enemy in the back and so on. But my play has always been because I have always felt a good. Uh, aim in the big room, like uh, the lava with stairs and so on. I've always felt that I have an upper hand against 99% of the... the And uh, somehow, it's like the, every, everyone sees DM2 as a really big map, but in my head, it's really small. It's mm-hmm. like almost like DM4, because if you kill someone at low RL, it's only one rocket jump, and you're going to be at the water area at right. the DM2. So I mean, you have to make the map small. If you had, if you can't hear him spawn at low, then you should anticipate that he's all either slow spawning the next level or he's be, being at spawning at water, and you will always be able to catch him there. So always be thinking about where is he gonna spawn next and try to do some damage. And that's always a thin line from being too aggressive and dying and just being fast and killing him. And when all that's going on, you need to time the mega and armors at low RL and everything else. So it's a lot about the spawn frags. You kill him once and try to get more spawn frags at him. Right. I've heard that, actually, I think uh, Andy and Jahar said that in in QHLAN 2017. They were talking about how on DM2, almost uniquely, once you get the advantage of the very... It's it's almost... The game is almost about the first frag. Like, the very first frag, and then you take control, and you can play passively and just get spawn frags after that. Yeah, that that's a possibility, but uh, it's always it can always happen the other way around. So you mm-hmm. can't be really be that comfortable after one kill. I mean, if I if I would kill enemy and have uh, like one frag, frag passive, I would think it would be uh, really uh, frustrating or and scary to play like passively. You need to be able to be uh, to uh, collect armors, uh, time megas, and uh, uh, be like. CM aggressive. You don't need to be in his face, but fight where you're feeling comfortable. Especially, and you all, it's a, a match is ten minutes. You can't really play uh, how aggressive uh, as you want, even though it's sometimes it's it's happening. But you need to like uh, think about the whole situation. If are you in the lead? How much time is left? Uh, where should I do? The, where, where should I? Is it possible for him if he kills me? Will he get uh, maybe spawn frag? So I, I can't really like, oh, I killed him. I can just counter strike now and stay at mega red mega and just be passive because there's so many things that can happen. Yeah, that map, as a spectator, that map looks so complicated to me because you have like you have the lava float pit where you you know you're shooting down at people, and then you have yeah, there's an angle. I don't even really know what you guys call it, but you. There's a lava pit, and then there's a wall between you and the other platform. You have to like kind of circle jump around it. And the big thing for me is the the buttons that you have to push to open doors. That's yeah. coming from Quake Three. That's not something I've ever had to deal with. And yeah. also the and actually every Quake since then, I don't think there's ever been another Quake that has included that aspect of the game where you, like there's buttons and there's triggers that you have to push to move things. And then the the big thing, the the iconic part of, from my perspective of of DM two, is the the slider platform 
that you have to yeah, jump across in, in the big room. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the big room. Yeah, and that and that can be messed up if you like get stuck between it. It's, it's going to mm-hmm. be out of sync and so on. Right. So so it um, yeah it's it's uh, the, like the plats at the low rocket launcher also can be messed up. And sometimes you need to like sneak and like not bunny jumping. You need to sneak, and if they're the plats are like not synchronized, you you can't jump over because you can jump over, but you will make a sound. And if you're like in, not in a lead, you will be, you need sometimes to be really quiet. And if the uh, uh, plats are not synchronized, you're gonna fall in lava. So that's a bit frustrating also. So uh, there's so many things that you need to keep in mind. If you are not in the lead in Dm2, you need to. Con- I do connect nails to be able to uh, sneak up at. Um, yeah, I don't know the passage behind the uh, uh, red armor and the mega. So uh, I mean, Dm2 is, some, as you say, really complex. It takes a really long time to to master the the uh, that, that map completely. But for me, the, the map is really really small. Not really small, but it feels it feels yeah, small it, to you. Yeah. Yeah, because because if you know how to play it. Uh, then it will get smaller. I mean, it's it's hard to explain. It is not as big as the other maps, at least <laughs> in my head. Speaking of uh, bigger maps, I don't mm-hmm. know. This one's not even that big to me, like in my perspective. Uh, Blood Run DM3 yeah. ZTN DM3. What's that mm-hmm. to you? Like, I know it was a new addition. What? When was it? When was it added to the game? Uh, first, I did not like the map that much. I think it was. Uh, it's so hard when the enemy had uh, red armor and mega in the same place, mm-hmm. and they had like shafts not far away. Uh, but it I th- it took quite some time for me to adopt to that map. But when I did, I felt like I it felt like the map was uh, easier to understand. Uh, and now, recent years, I do enjoy it a lot. Uh, it's uh, like. You can make a lot of damage with nothing, just because you can pine a lot and spam. Um, but the map, I mean, CTN, it's you can get really, really raped also on the map. It's it's uh, it's not non-forgiving map to play if you're not in an advantage, and you can get really spawn raped also. So that's one thing that can really set you back. Coming from but, uh, yeah, coming from you know Quake Three, and then later for me Quake Champions. So when I first played uh, what we call Blood Run, mm-hmm. I talk I talked to friends and they're like, "Yeah, the, this map has been around since Quake One. Like it's this is the an OG <laughs> Quake map. This is this is one of the oldest maps in all of Quake, and everybody loves it. And that's uh, to one point that's true. But to you, that was like at, at, it is controversial from what I understand in the Quake World community. Like, is this a true map? It's not like a Romero original, you know." Uh, uh, for us hardcore Quakers, I mean, when uh, Airwalk and CTM was introduced, people were a bit, ah, is this really a good uh, way to go, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, nowadays the maps are so, I mean, people love the maps. I mean, they're like the big five, not the big three that, that it used to be. So, uh, I mean, the maps are real hardcore Quake world, of course, yeah. It's so interesting to think about the fact that you guys were, you know, like there was at one point only three maps in the game and everybody was into that because nowadays like yeah. Quake, Quake Champions has uh, what we consider very few maps. And there's like, I don't know, I don't even know the number, like probably like nine or ten uh, dual maps. 
you know, and and that's not enough. Like people are like, we want more maps, or we want, or we need symmetrical uh, CTF maps and all that shit. And I'm like, and that's fine, but yeah, you got you have like because you're limited to a certain number of maps, you're you're an expert on each one of those maps. Right? Yeah, and I think that's the joy for me. I mean, having ten maps to be really really good at. I mean, how much time would that take to play? I mean, <laughs> I would need another lifetime to play. So. Uh, <laughs> I think 10 maps is crazy to have. I mean, as ex- as an ex- spectator, you want to have the, uh, the ones playing the map at the highest peak and the, the map should be played with, uh, well, with a lot of knowledge. And if you have a lot of maps, I mean, it would be, the skill gap and the skill would be a bit lower if you have a, a higher, more maps than a few. True, true. What about, so, go ahead, you're, you're talking. No, no. No, 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 it's only no, 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 no problems. DM four, DM four. I was yeah. watching you play. Uh, I was at work, and I'm I'm a weather forecaster, so I just work on computers all day, just watching weather yeah. happen. And uh, I was watching you play on DM four, and my work colleague who knows not a damn thing about Quake comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you watching? I'm like, well, this is this guy. I'm going to talk to him soon. I just want to kind of study his gameplay, get a, get a feel for how he does things. And mm-hmm. it was on DM4 and he's like, what the fuck are those holes in the floor over the lava? Like the main the, the main room, the bottom yeah. floor. And it's like yeah. you're walking over the lava and then the, the floor has all these like square holes in it. And, and he didn't understand that. And I was like, well, if you pay attention – uh." He's going to try to rocket jump off of this platform. And I don't remember if it was you or the... I don't even remember who you were playing against, to be honest. But tried to rocket jump and it shot through the platform. <laughs> Those it are shot, the most annoying holes. In yeah, the it shot like, through the hole. And I'm like, it's there to fuck him up right there. Exactly what he just did. <laughs> it's, it's specifically there to fuck him up. Yep. Uh, so frustrating. So many times. And it, when you're above, it's trying to shoot the enemy. Sometimes you hit between the holes. That's not fun either because uh, then you get killed. Uh, yeah, really, really frustrating. So I don't know why they put the, the, those holes there. Maybe be, just because what you said, fuck, fuck our life up. Because it looks cool. That's why, that's why they're there. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's for, yeah think it about it. It looks really cool. It's R- Romero and Carmack. Like they're, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, those holes are all over the map. Yeah, you know what? Yellow armor, there's a thing. You can, there's a hole there as in the bottom floor there. Uh, that you can shoot through the hole down to red. So that hole serves a purpose. So that's really, really nice. It's like a, you you can, instead of going the whole way in and walk to the ladder and like um, strafe and shoot down, you can shoot through that hole instead. And so that's pretty cool on DM4. <laughs> so that's one way to use those holes. But the other way, those holes are pretty useless. I have no idea. It's just, it's a it's an aesthetics thing. I think you know they wanted it to look like a grate at the time, and you know like a grate that you're walking on, and it was probably just a design choice to make it look like a grate because you know like the pixelation was different. They had to make it look the way it did, and it stayed all, through all this time. And hmm. but somehow that's yeah, just it's probably. amazing how it's it's worked out to today. And you're mm-hmm. you said earlier like DM4, even even though you're the be- you're the world's best quake. Or DM two player. I mean, I don't understand why you like yeah. DM four so much, man. You're cheating on, cheating on your legacy. <laughs> well, uh, when I when I um, 
I felt like I can't only be, if I want to uh, go further in the tournaments, I need to be good at other maps also. Yeah. And at that moment, it was b- best of three. Dean 2, Dean 4, Dean 6. So if I'm really good at Dean 4, then I'm going to win every tournament. So no problems. Yeah. So I practiced Dean 4 like a madman. And uh, now it's the map I uh, enjoy the most. Uh, but then I added two more maps. So now, the, now I have to be good at three maps. So I had to play another 10 years. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, a bit frustrating. To, to finalize the, the maps uh, and, and actually a perfect segue into what you're just saying. Like, so you had to go from knowing these three maps to going to these two new maps. And your attitude is perfect, I, I think, uh, observing how other people take this kind of stuff. Is that you say, like, if I want to be the best, even though I don't like what's happening, if I don't like a new map or I'm not sure how I feel about it or whatever the hell, your, your attitude is that, well, I have to be best at it because if I'm not the best at it, I'm not the best at Quake. Exactly. And I to said, win the tournament. I said it, I said it earlier. I think you're the best arrow walk player that's ever existed. <laughs> I don't, I don't get you. it. I don't understand that fucking map. I don't get it. The first time I ever played it was in Quake live against a friend of mine. And I don't <laughs> fucking understand it. The teleporters are so overwhelming and you're so good at it. How do you do well, it? Maybe. Maybe I've seen a, a demo of me when I'm playing really, really good, but I'm not the best airwalk player. But thank you very much. I'm going to keep that in mind and tell my <laughs> friends that I'm the best <laughs> airwalk player. Uh, You're better airwalk, than me. I mean, You're way uh, better than me. Fair enough. <laughs> well, airwalk was a, is a map also that is so frustrating to play. To, frustrating to play. Uh, if you play a versus a really, really good airwalk player, airwalk can feel almost like Dean 4. And you're the bad guy. If you, it's like you can get so spanked, so really, really hard, and it's so annoying. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I do. I like airwalk. I mean, when I was at my top, I could I, I challenged the best airwalk players, and uh, I mean, it was not a walk in the park. We play, we played uh, even sometimes. Sometimes I win, mostly against the best I lost. But then again, I won team two, team four often, then so no problems. Uh, but I mean, airwalk. It's a, such a fast-paced map, and I mean, you can do like these home runs. You grab red, and you like do like a rocket jump and jump around the whole map, and being like crazy and get, getting kills in the way. So that's really a map for like flashy plays and uh, great frags. You can get really, really nice frags from that map. Uh, but not my best map. I think Dean Four, Dean Two, CTN, Airwalk. I don't know in what order. Maybe it's maybe it's Dean two, Dean four. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But I think yeah, at least Airwalk would be my worst map. <laughs> that's that's I, so funny that you so. say that. That's ridiculous. You're you're like a noted for being like a really aggressive player, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I myself, I, I consider you know that they say plus forward, plus back type players. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely more of a plus back player. I like big maps. I like being able to get breathing room and plan and like think before I have to exact an attack. Engage, on somebody. Yeah. And I don't do well against really aggressive players. Uh, like my friend, uh, ride gene. Fuck you, man. If you're listening to this, uh, but he's a super fast, like just, and he plays as uh, in quake champions. He plays as anarchy a lot, like really, really fast CPMA movement. And, and he drives me fucking insane. I, he's the guy that I played arrow walk with and he's so just zipping through the portals and just fragging the hell out of me. And I don't ever know where he's coming from. And mm-hmm. and to see you play that map, 
your uh, it translates perfectly to your style. Uh, maybe maybe you don't feel that way, but to a, to someone watching, it does. I mean, yeah. it does. I mean, a rock suits me perfectly. Yeah. But the, the the map was implemented a bit too late, and I was yeah. not playing that much Quake. I mean, from right. playing eight hours a day, and when the map was implemented, I, I think I played maybe two hours a day. And when I did play, it was not always airwalk, but sometimes you need to practice it also. Uh, so, I mean, as you say, I mean, the airwalk is, it's a map perfect for me, but it was not my era. Yeah. My era was a dim too. So uh, <laughs> I mastered that map instead. Not your pig, not your farm. That's what I say. That's how it is. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, Last couple of things I just want to run by you and then I'll let you go. You've been really generous with your time and I and you, I know you have friends over, so I'm just going to get you, get this over with, let you go about your life. No problem. Yep. So how do you, you, you just got done saying that you've practiced, you know, sometimes eight hours a day. Like it's, it's quake was like a full-time job at that point like in America, at least an eight hour a day, five days a week, that's your 40 hours and that's a job. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's same in Sweden. It's some yeah. people... Some people say uh, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something. I think that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. But I, I think I have played Quake World more than 10,000 hours. Yeah. No problems. I've played people 10 times that. Or even how, do, more, I think. how do you balance that with like having a life? You know, like with, uh, you're not married. No. Nope. Nope. No children. No, 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 no plans. Well, no plans to get. Yeah, of course. I, the thing is, I'm very picky with women, you know. Yeah. <laughs> At least when it when it comes to uh, picking the right one. I mean, I've been around. If as, you know what as, I mean. well, as well, you should be. You should. You as should a be. Quick legend. I get my share. Of no <laughs> oh shit! Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Don't cut that out. <laughs> no, I won't. I, it's. Uh, I'm not going to edit it. No, that's that's gold. That's that's you in a nutshell. I think. Yeah. So, so, but, um, but how do you balance being, uh, b- practicing? Like you're really putting in the work, you know, and also your real life. Well, how- back, back then it was like, I was in school back then. Mm-hmm. So after I got home from school, uh, I mean, I was almost, I was a kid that back then, uh, you, you didn't have any responsibilities, but even as an adult, I've been playing. I mean, you just have to prioritize. I, I did prioritize to play. Maybe not every day but when i did play i mean it was like three four five hours i mean you go eat some food you play some games and sometimes to, it was the two yeah i have to assume you've made sacrifices though like there's other things that you could have would have wish you may have done that you didn't do because you were playing quake well it's hard because uh through quake i got one of my best friends i have now so I mean, what 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 have I sacrificed? Instead, yeah, I could maybe study being a, a lawyer, or I don't know, but I didn't, didn't want to do that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Even back then, I mean, I did go to the gym. Still, mm-hmm. I did go fix my fix cars, and I had cars and so on. So I mean, when I got home, I I played some Quake. I mean, if you if you're not if you're prioritizing. After school, it's like three, four o'clock. And you go uh, to the gym, you go fix a car. Then it's like nine in the evening. Uh, you can play Quake for three, four hours. No problems. And you go up and do the same thing over and over again. No problems. No I problems. think uh, I think that what makes you a great Quake player, just hear me out. If you disagree, you can say otherwise. Is mm-hmm. the fact that you are a balanced person. 
you seem to me just in the short conversation we've had and in my being a fan a little bit uh, is that you are balanced. You, you seem to, you have a social life, you have work, you have hobbies that aren't quick. You have, yeah. you know, you have a, a job that has nothing to do with this. Like a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the people I talk to are software designers and they do sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day all the time. Yeah. And, but when, when you come to Quake, you've spent a whole day, uh, nowadays, if you, you know, you don't really play Quake anymore, but you know, bending pipe yeah. or working on a car or going to the gym, which I, I, I think that's hugely important. Before I did this, I was, I went for a run. I was supposed to work out with my friends and I, it's so, it's such a big deal to me that when I go run for like two miles before I do an interview like this, I feel more focused. Yeah. I feel like I've I think got, that's, yeah. Uh, it's really important to, to have a balance when when trying to become a pro gamer in any game. You need to uh, have the social life. You need mm-hmm. to be like uh, not well trained, but you need to go to the gym, or go for a run, or be, be in good shape at least. No, okay shape. I think that's that would be uh, the ideal thing to to yeah. uh, if you're gonna be uh, playing a lot of games. If you're if you're drinking Mountain Dew and fucking eating Cheetos every day. You're not going to be, your mind, your brain is not going to work correctly when you're playing a game. Exactly. And you're going to wear yourself out in other ways. So fix, do some things before. First you work out, you be socialized or blah, blah, do whatever you want to do. And then you can sit at the computer. And the thing is, sometimes it's not every day. Sometimes it's only sit at the computer. But I mean, you have to mix it up. Mix it up. So, because you need to be fresh in your head, that's a really big thing. Absolutely. Then you can, only then you can master Quake World. <laughs> so I'll, uh, the, game. I, the last three questions I had for you, and I think they they're mm-hmm. all kind of meshed together. So I'll just kind of mesh it into one question. Okay. Uh, you have an extremely positive attitude, from what I can tell, watching uh, other interviews that you have done that you you always have. Um, I think I. I watched an interview, and I, I want to ask. It's a, it's kind of a cliche question. I think you're going to get asked this in every interview I ever do. But I, I want to be aware of the fact that some people uh, that listen to this interview will have never heard of you or me, and uh, will not know anything. This is through their first introduction. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you say to a new player? Other than, and I'm going to quote exactly your words from 2011. You say, "Play a lot and have fun." So don't say yeah. that. Say something new. But what do you say to a new player? <clears throat> For a new player to uh, play Quake World or like games in general or anything uh, to someone who wants to be as good at anything as you are. Hmm. Uh, that's a really tough question. I mean, first of all, if you want to play a game, and first of all, you need to enjoy the game, have fun with it. Uh, <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> enjoy the game. Uh, Take care of yourself. Uh, and maybe uh, get someone to practice with. Some other guy in the same level as you are. I think you will enjoy the, the most of the, of the game instead of just jumping in the game on a random server, getting spanked, and just like rage quitting or not playing the game. Mm-hmm. It was a bit sad. Maybe uh, join Discord and maybe they have the, uh, that game and that... Uh... Yes, Try to be social and uh, play game games versus uh, people you meet online who you can be, become friend with. Well, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, community. I think uh, I've, 
I don't want to rehash it. I've said it every episode of the podcast. I think I, I think community is the most important thing. Yeah, I think, I think if yeah. you don't have a community, you won't be motivated to come back. Exactly. What, what uh, I found you, I think I found you in the Quake World Discord. Is that your kind of key niche community uh, on online? Uh, yeah, nowadays it is. I mean, okay. uh, we have this uh, other, yeah, like uh, for friends only. Fefson, I have. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Quake World is the Quake World communities. I'll make uh, sure. Discord. I'll make sure that that is included in the like on the links attached to the podcast. Yeah, do it. Do it. Hmm. So uh, what on what podcast? I like this. Yeah. That's nice. The last you should do more. Uh, there's other there's <laughs> other shows that you could do. Uh Quake Quake Cast, I want to say they're called. They'd probably be love to have you too. And I, I'm all for supporting. Okay. It's not a competitive yeah. thing to me. I'm not trying to be the best I, I want to be the best uh podcast, but I mean like I'm not trying to take anything away from other people. I'm sure they have an audience of people who would love to hear from you. And uh, yep. yeah. But, but, but this has been really fun for me also. Yeah. I've been very professional. It was easy to talk to you also. That's good. Uh, yeah. I mean, normally, I, uh, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to, to talk to someone online. But it, this has been really, really nice. So Thank you. Thank man. you. Uh, so yeah, yeah. on that note, before we sign off, I, I just want to mm-hmm. say that I was uh, – the night that I, I messaged you, right? I, I work night shift, so I, it was my off day and I'm up really late uh, compared to – I don't have anyone to talk to because everyone's asleep around me. My neighbors are asleep. My wife was, uh, I think, staying at a friend's house just having fun. And and I, you've been on my list uh, since I made the, the initial – I have a list of everyone that I want to interview. Um, and, I, and I update it constantly, but you were one of the first names on that list. Huh. And – and nice. I, I just, you know, I'm sitting there going, like going over that list. and like, who's, who should, who's next? Who, who should I talk to? And I found you in the, in the Quake World Discord and I didn't even know it was the real you. You don't have an avatar, right? It's just, it's yeah. just a normal Discord thing. I was like, fuck it. Maybe it's him. And I messaged <laughs> you and yeah. you immediately responded to me, which freaked me the fuck out. I was like, no, like I'm, I'm not ready for this. I thought it was going to be at least like 12 hours or something before I heard from you. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course. I mean, <laughs> when you talk, we talk about the podcast. I was like, "Hmm, what is this thing? Um, <clears throat> do I have time? Am I motivated to sit again in front of the computer like this?" Yeah. But yeah, it was. I mean, of course. I mean, uh, talking about uh, my career and all this has been a bit refreshing, actually. Yeah. So and, I mean, I hey, never really considered if, it. If I can be the one, if if someone says like the turning port for for Loctar to come back and play competitively, <laughs> it was like. When he talked to the mother load, like that would fucking blow my mind. I'm not asking yeah. you to do that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow you will see me stream again, like grinding DM4, Maybe. DM2. Like, <laughs> uh, so I, I messaged Jahar uh, after you messaged uh-huh. me back, and I was like, uh, Jahar, I, I don't really know him that well. I don't think he knows me that well, but uh, but Jahar through is great, yeah, through through State of Quake, he and I have. I love that you say Jahar, yeah. Bjorn. Yeah, yeah, Bjorn. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm from Sweden, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I, but I, I kind of like, uh, because of his work, working relationship with the state of Quake, which is the mother of this podcast, really, uh, I, I felt comfortable asking him, like, hey, you know, Loctar, you've, you've met him before, at least. And I, I don't know what kinds of questions I want to ask him. What should I ask? And he, he messaged me back and he's like, you know, I don't really have any suggestions for you because he's such an open guy. He's going to talk. Anything you ask him, he's just going to talk. 
and he's going to be open about it and candid and that, and you have been everything that he promised. And I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Pleasure is on my side also. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> it, man. And you're welcome back anytime. If you do get back into the competitive scene, actually, I expect to hear from you. I will talk to you then. I will message you on Discord, right? Yes. Appreciate it. we do this. Take care. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it, which would be a tall order because uh, Loctar is incredible. That was so much fun. Um, before I get into the plugs, I just want to make a, a, an acknowledgement here that I did misspeak. I think during the interview, I, I said something to the effect of uh, the maps not being a Romero original. But the, the fact is, and I've got this straight now, uh, DM6, DM2, and DM4, none of those were actually designed by Romero. That that credit goes to American McGee and Tim Willett. So I just want to make sure that uh, I correct myself. Going forward... Time for some plugs. First of all, join the keep. If you are uh, into what we do here on this podcast, I'm sure you'll find a great community with us uh, hanging out, tournaments, dual pools, uh, that's QC stuff, pickup games for any of the AFPS games that you might enjoy. Uh, all the the Dusk thing is really kicking off. I definitely recommend uh, you get in on the next Dusk World tournament. And while I'm talking about that, there's been some chatter about potentially doing a, a Dusk World tournament at QuakeCon. If you are interested in that and you're going to be there, uh, hit me up. Let's see what happens. What else we got? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the support. If you want to support uh, what we're doing here in the Keep, you there are several ways to do that. Um, the most important one being, obviously, just you know talk about it, tell your friends, be involved, listen to the show. All that good stuff. But if you want to go the extra mile, there's uh, there's three different ways that I currently have for people to do that, um, all linked to the episode notes. There's PayPal um, through our stream elements deal. Uh, if you just want to like throw a tip in the tip jar, say, like, I, I did what I could, support the cause, all that kind of stuff. It's on the Twitch if you're watching the stream and all that kind of stuff. You know, um, There's the Patreon page, definitely uh, really nice way to just kind of like throw a buck a month or a couple bucks a month or whatever you're willing to or able to give. And all that goes towards, you know, production and prize pools and all that good stuff. You know, just everything to do with what the keep does. It's not money uh, for me. It's money for the keep. Just want to clarify on that. And the, probably the most easy one is the Amazon affiliate link. I I definitely, uh, I like using those for other podcasts that I listen to. But, you know, it doesn't cost you anything extra. You just go in, order whatever the heck you were going to buy on Amazon through our link, and we get a little bit of a kickback from that. So if you're, like, making a new build and you're going to spend $1,000, cough, cough, definitely (laughs) do it through our Amazon link. It doesn't cost you anything, and uh, everybody wins. So that's a good route to go. But only what you can do and only what you're willing to do. It's fine. We, We love you either way. You can also go back and uh, check out all the previous episodes. Uh, they're on YouTube, and hopefully by the time you hear this, will be cross-platform, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, blah, 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 all, all the good stuff. Google Play, I think, is going to be part of it, and Alexa, like if you just want to like put it on while you're cooking dinner or whatever, 
doesn't matter. That's all there, all for your disposal. Please enjoy that, and please, uh, you know, scream Cathala's name from the top of the mountain that you're standing on so that the whole world can know. Other podcasts that are like this one, there's more than you think. Full Tech Podcast, it's uh, Smango from QuakeFans.net and KentuckyNerd.com. He's a big retro gamer guy. Uh, always been a big AFPS guy and a huge supporter of everything we do here in the Keep. Definitely go check out his his show, uh, Full Tech Podcast, and his websites. But Full Tech Podcast, really cool uh, breakdown of like he's an IT guy. So if you're new to PC games or just in general trying to figure out PC stuff, or you like hearing uh, his hilarious banter, I definitely uh, recommend that one. The other ones are let's see, QuakeCast. Ran by a dump truck and RC from the Quake Mapping community. They've got some excellent guests on that have been rolling through that show and are pretty freaking consistent. I, I'm a huge fan of what they do. Go give them a shout. Let them know who sent you. State of Quake podcast, obviously. I don't have to tell you about that, but it's there. Check out all their events. Uh, get, win some money in some of their competitions. All that, all that is on the table. Definitely State of Quake. Keep that in mind. Uh, if you're a Doom person... You got the Multiplayer Doom Federation. You can check out uh, Multiplayer Doom Federation Radio Network on YouTube and check out all their events, get involved with their Discord, all that stuff. Go back and listen to Human Bones when he was on the show and really get the the breakdown of what they do. Upcoming events. Got, uh, oh, (laughs) this one's pertinent to the interview you just heard. So at the time that we recorded this, uh, we didn't know QH Land was up in the air. We didn't know where it was going to be, if it was going to happen, but... I have the official information now. So, QH Land 2019, Silkborg, Denmark. I hope I pronounced the name of that city right, but I tried. Uh, August 29th through September the 3rd. Uh, the link to their .org is right here in the episode notes, definitely. If you're going to be in Europe at the time, or if you just want to watch on the stream, I'm sure. i got to imagine Tasty Spleen is going to be part of that, definitely. Uh, it's my favorite Quake event to watch period so get in on that what else oh usqc weekly all the time all kind of crazy shit happening with those guys like every uh every quake game every doom all that stuff uh, they got their own servers you can just pop in see what their event schedule is and uh, get some frags in so super cool not super competitive community but again i think that they're going to uh work with me a little bit and get some competition going that we'll get up for you guys to see, check out, and play in. QuakeCon 2019, July 25th through the 29th, I'll be there. The Keep folks will be there. New Blood Interactive will be there, and all the, all the awesome Dusk World shit that we're gonna do. Like I don't want to, I don't want to go off the rails and make plans too early, but I definitely think we have a, a lot of ideas in the can for. For some Dusk World action at QuakeCon this year, as well as everything else to do with QuakeCon. It's the year of doom, so be there if you can. Uh, Master Arena is still an alpha, but Master Arena is still awesome. Uh, go show them your support if you like Unreal Tournament, if you like double jumping like Doom, <laughs> doom Slayer, and if you like wall hopping like Warsaw or Nyx. This game's got it all. It's uh, it's very unique, very awesome, and you can get a alpha key from their website or their Discord. Either way. Quake Crew, Sacrifice Sundays. They're working with uh, Quake Team Fortress and also the USQC to get these Sac Sunday events going more and more and more. 
Uh, if you like playing Sacrifice, if you like that team aspect, just getting casual frags and having fun, go check out Quake Crew Sack Sundays. Forty Lions Den. Forty's awesome. He's the best in the business as far as like I don't know everything that he does. He's amazing. Uh, if you want to be casted by him, if you want to get uh, some great Quake Champions competition in. His, uh, his events are on Friday nights. you got to win 40's Den. Going forward, we got uh, Jahar, Tasty Spleen. I don't want to, I don't. I shouldn't have to sell this to you. Tasty Spleen's awesome. Subscribe to them on Twitch and uh, watch all their shit. Uh, last thing before we get out of here. Um, if you are someone out there who is familiar with the IO Quake 3 engine and you want to, uh, you're looking for a project, um, I know a guy who's got a really Amazing idea that I'm not going to give out on the podcast publicly yet, but if you're interested in a, in a in a really cool project and you have the coding side of your you know down and you're familiar with that engine and you like both Quake Three and or OA as well as Quake Champions or QC Doom Edition or anything like that, hit me up. Let me know who you are and I'll put you in contact with a guy who has an interesting plan. And, uh, you know, send me that beer. Uh, I keep talking about it, but it still hasn't happened. But if you know someone who has awesome craft beer, or makes craft beer, or works for a craft beer company, and they were looking to uh, get shouted out on the podcast, I will drink it, because I love beer. Even if it's from Sweden, I'll drink it. So, (laughs) have a good day. Have a good week. Have a good fucking time. We love you. Stay in the heat.